Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Here, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Miller Thomas, the, of course, always wonderful host of this podcast. I'm graduating now very soon, about three weeks away. I'm going to need a job, so please check out my website. I do some journalism and graphic design work. So on there, you can see my packages, my articles, my photos, my graphic design. You can see it all. And you can find all that at MillerThomas24.MyPortfolio.com. Once again, it's Miller Thomas, my name, the number 24.MyPortfolio.com. Now, on today's podcast, we're going to be more, we're going to be talking a little bit more about the 2019 season with the Arizona Diamondbacks. And what I want to do today is I saw this article by Arizona Sports. They did uh, some, they showed some interesting numbers from this past season. I just want to go over. I found it pretty interesting. So I just want to talk about these numbers that they had in this article. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, as I mentioned, on this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks, we're going to be talking about some stats, some figures that I found pretty interesting after reading this Arizona Sports article. So let's jump right into it. So to start off, I do want to talk about you know the win total for this past season. The team finished 85 and 77, which was three more wins than the previous season. So I just wanted to get out there. I thought that was a pretty interesting number. Uh, just three wins. I mean, the two teams from 2019 and 2018 were uh, pretty different. I mean, of course, a lot of similar players, but they they had some key guys missing, like a Goldie and a Zach Granke, you know, after midseason. So I think the fact that they still only finished three wins apart was pretty interesting. That's not even the start of the article, so let's really jump right into it now. Four, two, three. That was the average starting pitcher ERA for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and that would be best for 13th in the league in Major League Baseball. So they were middle of the pack in terms of ERA, and I think that's one of the areas they need to get better in. If you listen to the the pod last week where I talked about the, the last Diamondbacks team to make the playoffs in 2017, that team's ERA was stacked. They were like top five in ERA in baseball, I think. They're t- or I think they were actually second ERA in, in uh, the National League, and that team was just nasty pitching-wise if you go back and look at that starting rotation. In 2019, uh, the, the D-backs did have their fair share of young guys really stepping up to the plate in terms of ERA. Alex Young had 3-5-6 ERA in 17 starts. You had uh, Luke Weaver, who had a 2-9-4 ERA in 12 starts. He actually had the lowest ERA. And uh, even though Zach Gallen, I mean, technically Zach Gallen had the lowest ERA, but he only had uh, pitched eight games uh, for the Arizona Diamondbacks as opposed to 12 starts for Luke Weaver. But Zach Allen did have a 2.89 ERA and 43 innings pitch. 
And then you had some other guys who, you know, contributed to that ERA, but not on the positive side because it was a 4-2-3 was the average. And Robbie Ray was above the average. A 4-3-4-174 innings pitch. So we need Robbie Ray to get back to that 2017 form where he was a true, like, number two starter for the Arizona Diamondbacks, like an upper echelon number two starter, especially the way he could strike out hitters and go after them. Ian Merrill Kelly, a 30-year-old rookie who finished with a 4-4-2 ERA, but he did pitch 183 innings, so you like to see that. That's a lot of innings pitched, but definitely want to see more consistency for some guys. You want those young guys to hopefully build on what they did last year, hoping it wasn't just a flash in the pan. If Gallon, Luke Weaver, and Alex Yunka all be uh, sub-3-7 guys with a full uh, season of starting under their belt, then I think the Dimebacks are going to be in pretty good shape to contend if we ever have a 2020 season with the Madison Baumgartner thrown in, who's, you know, on the wrong side of 30, who might be in the decline, but hopefully he can reinvent himself like Zach Granke did later in his career. Or maybe just the change of scenery for Baumgartner starts to ignite a, a new flame in him. And then we don't really know who that fifth starter is going to be with the D-backs. We're not even sure if Zach Allen is going to make the rotation. But I don't really want to see Merrill Kelly. If he does start, we I hope he pitches a little bit better. But he's, his sophomore campaign is going to be over. He's going to be about 31 years old. I'd rather see one of these young starters in here. So 2019, they were middle of the pack, 4-2-3. Want to see that number improve if we have a 2020 season. Now the next number, 4-2-6. That is the average ERA for the Diamondbacks bullpen. Yes, the bullpen. So that one's a a little high, too, for my liking. It was the 12th lowest in the league, so that was also middle of the pack. So I would like to see that get better as well. You would want to see if you're going to have both your starting rotation and your bullpen uh, be middle of the pack. You just don't want, you don't want your starting rotation bullpen to both be middle of the pack. If you're going to have to give up one or the other, you would at least hope the other is you know top seven at least you can have your starting rotation middle of the pack but then you want at least a shutdown bullpen and if you have a struggling bullpen then you at least want a starting rotation that could give you seven strong innings and the d-backs are just kind of average in both and that's why when you look at their record they finish with an average record 85 wins that's like right right there in terms of being 500 it's right there also on the cusp of making the playoffs it's, it's just the definition of average. They're not great, but they're not bad either. They're just floating on the water. They're just keeping their head above water, just grasping for air but never drowning. And just a constant cycle. So we hope that bullpen ERA can improve like that starting rotation ERA. And Archie Bradley was pretty much the de facto closer in 2019 out the bullpen. He had 71 innings pitch out the bullpen, and he finished with a 3-5-2 ERA. That's pretty solid. I mean, that's not a bad ERA at all, but we know Archie Bradley could do a lot better than that. I mean, just go look at that 2017 season. I mean, Robbie Ray at his peak, Archie Bradley at his peak, a 173 ERA for Bradley. He was just so dominant in 2017, and I hope him and Robbie Ray could just get back to what they showed back then because the D-backs are going to be a scary team if that's true. 252. That is the collecting batting average of the overall Diamondbacks team in 2019. 
between 45 players. They all collectively hit 252, which was also the league average. So the D-backs are just, as I keep saying, just your average team. They hit the league average 252. They tied with the Cubs for 13th best average in the league in baseball. So, and we saw what the Cubs did last year. They weren't a great team either. They were definitely below their standards. And they had a lot of players regress as well. So when your rotation is average, your bullpen is average, then your starting lineup is also average, guess what? You're going to end up with an average record. And the D-backs don't desperately need to improve, but they definitely need to try and improve in terms of the raw numbers in at least two of these three key categories of bullpen, rotation, or lineup. And it's not like they have to go out and add anyone. We just need guys to continue their performances from last year or improve on them or just do what they did over the course of a full season. I think the D-backs have all the makings and tools to be a great team in 20, excuse me, in 2020 if there is a season, but they just have to get it all together and start moving in the right direction from mediocrity and start moving toward you know, the playoffs and start sniffing the playoffs, hopefully, this season. And uh, I just want to give some quick background of one of those players that really helped this team average. We know who this is, Ketzel Marte, who had the highest batting average on the team, 329, and over 600 plate appearances, and he also had 32 home runs, 36 doubles, and nine triples. Oh, my God, I can't stop talking about Ketzel Marte just because of how disgustingly great he was. Last season, 220. The Diamondbacks ranked 19th in the league when it came to home runs during the season. They batted 220 home runs. If you just look around the NL West, the Dodgers hit 279, uh, which is a lot more than 220. The Rockies had 224, so right above the Arizona Diamondbacks. So the Dodgers actually finished the season fourth in home runs, and the Rockies finished 16th with the D-backs finishing 19 so i think that's you know just if you're not gonna hit for average at least you want the the long ball you know at least be a team that can bring you back with one string of the bat uh one stroke of the bat and uh the d-backs weren't too good at doing that either eduardo escobar led the team with 35 home runs followed by Marte 32 and walker 29 so they had some guys with pop i think adding cole calhoun 30 home run potential will help think more Carson Kelly, uh, Stephen Vogt even has some pop. You got uh, Starling Marte now, another 25 home run kind of guy. Maybe David Peralta could get back to his 30 home run potential as well. Uh, you never know. Maybe Bumgarner hits a couple. So I think the D-backs rankings in terms of home runs should go up in 2020 if the team continues on the trajectory. Uh, the team and their players continue with the trajectory that they had last season for a lot of them. A lot of them hit, you know, 25-plus home runs. Like if a Cole Calhoun and Starry Marte hit the same amount they had last year, we insert them into the lineup for 2020. Uh, I think the D-backs will be pretty high on uh, the home run list. And I said on a podcast way, way, way ago, I don't even remember, it was one... Uh, Fastball Friday, so if you guys want to go double-check that for me, I said I believed Eduardo Escobar will be going to the Home Run Derby in 2020, so we'll see if he makes good on my prediction. Now, one more number here. 8-1-3, 8-13. The D-backs scored the 11th most runs 
813 runs. They averaged four. Uh, they averaged 5.02 runs per game, which was also the 11th best in the league. So, in terms of runs scored, they were 11th, and runs average per game, they were also 11th. Marte had 97, Escobar had 94, Walker had 86, and runs scored is just a product of you know hitting for average. You know who's on base, so it. Run scored is one of those stats where uh, uh, there's a lot more factors than I go into it than more just the raw numbers. It's a lot of run scored just a product of your lineup and who's hitting around you. So 11th runs in the league isn't too bad, but if they could crack the top eight, I think that would really help the Arizona Diamondbacks. We'll continue the rest of the list in just a quick second. But first, if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now, when I order food from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up. You guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it, out, dropping it off outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorite, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Alright, alright, alright. Now let's get back to the list of numbers and let's continue with starting with number 40. Yes, the team tied the Kansas City Royals for the third most triples hit in 2019. 40 of them. The Colorado Rockies and Detroit Tigers finished with 41 apiece, so they were just one behind those two. Escobar led the team with 10 triples. Marte had 9. And Escobar also was tied for first in the MLB with three others. Uh, those three players were all on the Royals, actually. Hunter Dozier, Whit Merrifield, and Alberto Mondasi. So that's pretty interesting that the Royals had three guys tied for the league with Eduardo Escobar in triples. 19. The number... 19 holds two meanings for the Arizona Diamondbacks. On September 24th, Chase Field had a record set for longest game played with a 19-inning, 6-hour, and 53-minute marathon. So definitely a doozy there. Almost seven hours of my life watching a game. I love baseball, but seven hours of my life. Jesus Christ, that's a long time. And then on July 17th, the team scored 19 runs against the Texas Rangers in a 19-4 win. Escobar had two, 
Kevin Cron, Jared Dyson, and Carson Kelly all hit home runs in the win. Or, excuse me, Eduardo Escobar, Kevin Cron, Jared Dyson, Carson Kelly all hit home runs. Eduardo Escobar belting two home runs in that game. So, 19-run scoring onslaught on July 17th and 19-run 19 inning, I should say, marathon on September 24th. I mean, seven hours, that's just ridiculous. I don't know if I could watch a baseball game for that long. 60. From June 18th to August 29th, the D-backs spent 60 games within two games either above or below 500. Now, that just goes directly into what I've been saying about the D-backs, of just floating and keeping your head above water. They were... Within two games of 500 for 60 games, they were average. They were just average last year, and they had some great. They had some guys have some career seasons, and some young guys, some young pitchers, really uh, flash some potential. But everyone needs to step it up in 2020. They want to be more than just average. And the D-backs finally broke this 60-game streak by winning 11 of 12 games in the last weeks of August and September. And they even beat the record previously set by the Oakland A's of 56 straight games of being within two games of high of 500 in 2007. So that's kind of interesting that they were the most average team for the longest stretch of time. But those last, you know, those last 12 games from August to September, they really showed everyone what kind of team they could be. Is a lot of they flash the potential as a team when. You have your young pitchers, you know, showing what they can do. And you have your uh, studs in the lineup producing like they should. The the D-backs were putting it all together in that 12-game stretch. And everyone just wants to see that team do that for a whole season now and not just 12 games. 50, 58.3%. I'll say it again. 58.3%. That is the number of times... Tori Lavello actually got his challenge call correct. Actually got the call reversed when challenging the play. He had 36 challenges and 21 of them were were reversed. And so he ranked fifth in the league in that. So Tori Lavello, the only guy on this list to be top five in anything. He he's a stud, man. I mean, to to have that eye, to have your crew just know when to use that uh challenge flag and when not to. I think that speaks credence to the kind of you know, intelligence that the D-backs have in their managerial staff. I mean, you can recognize quickly what kind of plays we should risk challenging what kind of plays we shouldn't because most of the time, you guys were right more than you were wrong. So I think that's actually pretty incredible. I think that's actually a pretty impressive stat and one of the most impressive stats I've said uh, so far. 63. The D-backs were hit by 63 pitches in 2019. The third most, the 13th, not third, 13th most in baseball. But that old pesky Tim LaCastro set a franchise record this season. By getting hit 22 times, the man with just a bald magnet. Just, <laughs> just he couldn't, he couldn't get out the way. Everything was just getting beamed to Tim LaCastro. And I don't think he minded. Uh, I don't think he minded it too much. Mound it, minded it. I don't think he minded it too much. I mean, he became a cult hero and a fan favorite because of it. So I think he was pretty happy with uh, being hit 22 times in a season. Now that's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks. 
Come back on Friday for more 2019 season talk. I hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy. Go tell your Alexa device to play the newest edition of the Lockdown Fantasy MLB Draft. And everyone keep practicing to social distance. Peace.